Arch Advocate Podcast for Monday, May 27th. Welcome back, everybody. I hope your Bitcoin is kicking ass. My special guest today, Ryland Dobson. Hello, Ryland. <laughs> I have happy sons. Happy and healthy sons. Hey, listen, everybody. These are weird times, aren't they? It's glorious. It's really like if you if you just take your hat back out of the ring and just look at it, you know. It's like um, I don't. You know, I gambled one time on a fight. It was uh, Lennox Lewis versus uh, Mike Tyson. I remember it. like that was the first time I ever bet on a fight, and uh, it it completely changed the dynamic of how interested I was in that boxing match or boxing at all. And when you don't have, you know, when, when you don't have a stake in it, it it gives you a different perspective. And chances are it's going to lessen your interest, reduce your interest in it. But for a second, like, forget the fact that you're, you know, living in these times and <laughs> everything that happens is going to affect you and is affecting you. Like try to, you know, try to s- step back and just look at it. Look at what's happening. And try to see it like man, these are these truly are biblical times. And when I say that, when I say biblical times, there's uh there's basically there's two schools of thought. Hold on. What is it, my boy? Come here. Sorry, my eldest boy and my wife are still asleep, so I'm hanging out with my baby. There's two schools of thought when it comes to the writing of the Bible, right? So uh, the majority of people would fall into a category of what are called uh, cessationists. That means the work has ceased, right? It's no more writing. Then there's other people who believe that... uh, it never stopped, right? Like the uh, the work has never stopped. Like if you read, uh, you know, I, I read that um, that letter that Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote to some of his friends about you know the difference between evil and stupid. That's a profound letter. It's a profound thought. You know that that uh, evil. Fighting evil is preferable to fighting stupid, because evil has an agenda. It, it's going somewhere. There's something that it wants, a goal in mind. Uh, stupid, on the other hand, has has no such thing. And you can't fight stupid because it doesn't have an agenda. It doesn't it doesn't have any structure to it. There's no one enemy, you know. Uh, and it's you know stupid is much more random. It's altogether random, and that's why it's more dangerous. And when you read that, like to me, when I read that, that's scripture. That's the word of God. You know what I mean? Like that's that's inspired thought. That's original thought. And that to me, to me, is scripture. I don't believe that the work has ever stopped. And, uh, I mean, I could go on and on. I mean, read G.K. Chesterton. Read uh, Benjamin Disraeli. You know what I mean? Like, it's... 
I don't believe that the work has ever stopped. And to further that point, because there, there's some people who say, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, this is the word of God, this is the Bible, and it's complete. And it's like, well, if you look at Scripture, the Scripture will tell you it's not complete. The Scripture says that uh, there's no less than two books that are missing out of the compilation that we have. If you read the book of, uh, I want to say Galatians, Right? The Apostle Paul wrote a letter to the church at Galatia. And he said, listen, I want you to read this letter out loud to the congregation. And also, I've written another letter to the church at Laodicea. And I've also instructed them to read that letter out loud to their congregation. And what I want you to do is I want you to get the letter from Laodicea. And I want you to read that letter out loud to your congregation, dear church of Galatia. Right? We don't have the letter to the church of Laodicea. We don't have it. And if it does turn up, right, in a, in a fantasy world where some archaeologist finds the letter to the church at Laodicea, by Paul's instruction, it would have to be canonized, in my opinion. I've talked to scholars that disagree with me about that, but it's like, well, it seems pretty clear to me. There's a book of the Bible missing called Laodiceans. Paul wrote a letter to the church of Laodicea and he demanded of his other church in Galatia that it be read out loud for the purpose of teaching and instruction. Also, um, you, you know, if you read the Bible, there's, you know, there's the Mosaic text and then there's the... Uh, uh, well, there's a couple different sections, but then there's the prophets, and there's major prophets and minor prophets. And uh, in Chronicles, I believe it is, it says that uh, the prophet uh, Nathan, who uh, was employed by King David, he was King David's prophet, Nathan was the one who went to King David and said, hey, God knows that you, you know, slept with Bathsheba and then had uh, Uriah murdered. That was Nathan. Right? And the Bible says that Nathan wrote a book. And we don't have it. Now it's painfully clear that Nathan was a man of God. He spoke the word of God. That uh, he was given divine insight as to the goings-on of you know King David's uh, sex and murder life. And it says that he wrote a book. It says that he had a book. But we don't have it. Therefore, if it is ever found it would have to be canonized. So in that, uh, just in that text, I mean, forgetting the Book of Enoch and all the other stuff, just on those two books alone, we know it's like, well, we don't, we don't have what King David would have regarded as scripture. And that was the Book of Nathan. Right? So it, th th that's what I mean. I don't believe that the work has ever stopped. There's been countless, again, like, you, you guys know I'm a big Kierkegaard fan. Go read his stuff. Go read, uh, oh gosh, um, oh, why am I forgetting? Uh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me look it up. Here we go. Charles Spurgeon. 
right? Go read Charles Spurgeon's sermons. Yeah, tell me that's not the word of God. You know, read his quotes, like, like not, not just his sermons, but the things that he just said off of the cuff. Tell me that stuff's not the word of God. And the times, right? So when you look at the Bible, go back to, you know, read Kings and Chronicles. Read, read you know, Genesis and Exodus and Deuteronomy, right? And, and, and then remove the fact that we have the writings and then just imagine being there, right? Being there before it was written and actually going through those things and seeing the things that are uh, said to have taken place. Imagine you're, you were just a dude living or girl in those times, you'd be like, man, this is, this is biblical. This is down, you know what I mean? There's some very spiritual stuff going on here. You know, there's all these frogs coming out of the Nile River. All, all of a sudden, there's all these firstborn boys dying. You know what I mean? Like, you'd be like, man, there's something really weird going on here. So look around at these days and, and, and see it. It's like, man, there's some really weird stuff going on here. You've got the Democrats talking about nine-month abortions and even post-birth abortions. Whereas just a year and a half ago, two and a half years ago, you know, before Trump was elected, when, when Barry was still president, they would have been like, oh, come on, you conspiracy theorists. We're not trying to murder babies at nine months old. Come on. We're not monsters. You know? You've got the... You've got the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, okay? All right, for those of you who are, you know, from out of town, that's right, my boy. For those of you people from out of town, uh, South Bend is very small. And, you know, and 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 the, the mayor of South Bend has done a really poor job. Nobody in South Bend likes him. And his, and his, like, one electable quality, right, the reason why he's in the public eye is because he's a, he's a butt pumper, you know? He's a sodomite. And this is one of the front runners to be the president of the United States. It's just bizarre. It's just completely bizarre, you know? You got Bernie Sanders, because uh, the two frontrunners are Bernie Sanders and uh, what's his name, the, the ex-vice president, Biden. Bernie Sanders goes on stage and says, yeah, I think that the terrorist who bombed the uh, Boston Marathon detonated a bomb right next to an eight-year-old boy, killed him. I think he should be allowed to be a part of the uh, process of choosing our leaders with no shame, just, okay, here you go, here's what I think. A terrorist should be able to vote. Well, Joe Biden is so old that he no longer has command of, of his language. He's just this dopey old, and these are the two front runners, right? Like, the, again, it's easy to think of these things in terms of like running for high school, you know, president or whatever. 
But now these people are, are trying to become the, the, the most powerful man in the world. And those two are the frontrunners. Those are the two best people. Well, three, if you can uh, consider the sodomite. Those are the three best people that the Democrat Party, the age-old Democrat Party, could come up with. Those, those, are, those are their best. It's weird. And then you've got... Uh, I want you to consider this. Again, biblical times. We're living in... Times where the supernatural world uh, have never been, the supernatural world has never been more visible. It's never been more visible. You could, you always were able to see it, but it's right now. It's like the spiritual world is demanding your attention. It's like the spiritual world is saying to you, you don't have the luxury of looking the other way anymore, right? You had a nice life, you know, you were, you were afforded the, the ability to just kind of ignore things, but that time is over, man. Behold. Behold the things that are going on around you. There was this thing over the weekend where uh, evidently Facebook had taken down some liberal artist. You know, they, she, this artist had made a bunch of... Ku Klux Klan hats that said Make America Great on it and a bunch of other stuff. Complete lefty lunatic. And Facebook uh, bander and the Krasenstein brothers who, who sit around all day waiting for Trump to tweet so that they can be the first person to uh, say something horrible about that tweet. Is that right? They got they got banned from Twitter. There's a lot of conservatives celebrating this. There's a lot of conservatives celebrating this, and I I want and you know a lot of conservatives pointing the finger and saying, "See, we told you so. We told you if you went down this road of censorship, that it would it would blow up on you." And that that very well could be the case, but I would like to submit to you. Uh, another theory. Because in these times, you have to look at everything as a strategy. Right? Why did New York light up their city in celebration of nine-month uh, baby murder? Yeah, it's a strategy. They saw Donald Trump as a threat. And so they, they counter-punched. With, oh, you're going to do that? We're going to murder nine-month-old babies. Right? Strategy. You can say, oh, it's so horrific or whatever. It's, it is, but just, right, just take it to the clinic. Right? Run a clinic on it. What is it in its, like, why did they do that? Right? Take out the horrific nature of the act itself and just look at it. What is it? It's a strategy. What if... Twitter and Facebook and, you know, Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg and the, all these kind of people, YouTube. What if what they're doing is they're, they're removing uh, some people with large followings but who are yet insignificant? They're not significant people. They're not movers and shakers. They're not, they're not journalists. They're not, 
political figures. They're just people with a whole lot of followings and blue check marks and that sort of thing. They're insignificant. They are uh, cannon fodder. They're collateral damage. And what if these people are, are removing these types of people so that when Congress and the Senate calls on them to answer for their censorship, they can say, well, see, the algorithm censored them too, just ahead of the 2020 election. That makes a lot more sense to me. Because look, look at the liberals who were uh, censored. Who are they? What makes them significant? Anything? No, they're not. They're insignificant people. They're just people who, who garner a lot of, you know, thumbs-ups and retweets and that sort of thing. They're not... These are not people that, that uh, are, are trusted to, you know, to help us form an opinion. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to pose that to you. Uh, that's it for today. Hey, listen, like I said, uh, I think the show's going to move over to YouTube for a while. And, uh, you know, if you want to, you know, stay, uh, stay faithful to the podcast, I'll do it on YouTube. But, you know, the thing is, is, uh, I gotta, I gotta sell some stuff, right? I gotta, this, uh, I gotta sell some software and, uh, make some money because look, I just passed the three year mark on, on my laptop. And if you don't know, there's a thing called, uh, planned obsolescence and that's where, like, uh, you know, when the warranty goes out, that's there's a reason why things break down at that same time. It's planned. And if I, you know, if I'm podcasting away and all of a sudden my laptop goes down and I don't have four thousand dollars to replace it, uh, you know, then that's that. So uh, I've got to do some. Uh, hey, buddy. You tell him. You tell him. Yeah. Yeah, Daddy's recorder's got red lights on it, huh? Anyways, uh, yeah, I gotta put some money together and uh, get my family back to the United States. So that's what I'm doing. Uh, also, my wife's got uh, she needs surgery on her teeth. Gotta get that fixed. Come here, boy. All right, man. My kid wants to play, so I'm gonna get going. Anyways, tune into YouTube. And, uh, I don't know, I might do one or two more podcasts before the, the, the podcast ends at the end of the month, so that's that. Anyways, have a great day. If you want to uh, support my way of life, you can do that at paypal.com. Don't do subscribe star. I'm shutting that down, too. What a disaster. Uh, i just tell you this really quick. So, subscribe star, you know, I set that up. It takes, like, a month, over a month, to get, to get my subscribe star set up. And they take in an ungodly amount of money. It's like 12%. And then I, I, uh, I had one person uh, put in for like 20 bucks, I think. And then I, you know, stopped the podcast so there's not going to be any new subscribers to Subscribestar. And so I said, okay, just, you know what, just pay it out. So I hit payout and it says, oh, you can't have a payout unless you have over $150 in there. I'm like, what? All right, well, I mean, I'm not going to have any more subscribers, so you might as well just close out the damn account and just give me the money. So I sent them an email. Because they don't, by the way, they don't have PayPal. PayPal doesn't do business with them. 
They said, in order to get your money, you'd have to close your account. So I wrote them back. I said, all right, well, we'll close it out then. They said, oh, uh, also, you have to fill out your tax information for us. And it's like, well, wouldn't it have been easy? And But this is, oh, by the way, this is already after I've given them my bank details. Right, so I'm already super uncomfortable. I've given them my, you know, my bank account number, my routing number, all that stuff. And now they're asking for my tax forms, which would include my social security number and everything else. And I'm just like, well, for 18 bucks, I mean, hopefully the guy that gave it to me can just cancel it and get that money back. But I'm just looking at it like, what, I mean, wouldn't it just be easier? Wouldn't it have been easier to just tell me that up front? That you can't have an account unless you fill out your, you know, W-2 or W-8 or whatever, W-9 w or whatever it's called. Why are you springing this on me now? You know, so it's like, just bad business. I, I don't like surprises. I don't like surprises in business. I like surprises in marriage, you know, that sort of thing. I don't like surprises in business. Anyways, subscribe star. Not, not, not a fan. Not a fan. Anyways, you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you another time. Bye bye. Oh, if you want to support the show or support me, paypal.me slash archadvocate. Paypal.me slash archadvocate. I would appreciate it. Thank you very much and goodbye.